Zach Wilson is the most important person in the New York Jets franchise. With expectations high for the former second overall pick, what are reasonable expectations for his second season? We'll discuss on today's episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Monday, August 1st, 2022, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen or your first watch every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Big shout out to subscribers to this podcast, and to join that group, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. If you're watching on YouTube, please give the episode a big thumbs up. Helps other fans find the podcast. Well, the quarterback position is the most important position for any NFL team, and the Jets have a young quarterback, Zach Wilson, entering year two of his career. It was a difficult first season. However, Wilson comes with a great draft pedigree. He was the second overall pick back in 2021. This leads to great expectations. What is realistic to expect, though, from Zach Wilson as he enters year two. That's going to be the topic of today's show. We're going to discuss the Jets quarterback position. And after Zach Wilson, we'll talk Joe Flacco. We'll talk Mike White. I think any fair analysis would say that Zach Wilson's rookie season was kind of disappointing. This time last year, if you had told me that Zach Wilson was about to have the type of rookie year that he eventually had, I would have said you were being very pessimistic. Looking back on it, though... I guess it should not have been as big of a surprise. He came from a small school. He really only had the one big year at BYU. I think as a prospect, he was probably more raw than we realized. And part of it was that the Jets really did not bring in a veteran to challenge him for the starting job. A year ago, that was one of the things I did not love. I felt like, I always feel like this. Uh, If you're going with a young quarterback, if you have somebody who's inexperienced, you never know exactly how they're going to be on day one. Maybe you have you have some sort of estimation. Maybe you, your scouting tells you something, but you never really know how, how, how NFL-ready somebody's going to be the day they set foot on the field. And the Jets really gave themselves no backup plan. And it ended up being very difficult. You know, last year, of the first three games, one was against Bill Belichick, one was against Vic Fangio. Those are probably the two defensive minds you least want to see for a young quarterback just beginning his career, two of the best defensive minds in the league. And it really struck Zach Wilson really struggled. He threw six combined interceptions in those games. Now the one against new England, I don't know. It was Belichick fooling him at all. I think it was more just Zach making bad decisions, but that shows you Zach Wilson really was not ready to start last season and got off to a really difficult start to his career, suffered an injury around the midway point of the season against new England, missed some games, came back near the end of the season There were some good moments for Zach Wilson last year. Prior to the injury, he had the game where he showed the most playmaking ability. That was against the Tennessee Titans. And it was in a game where the Jets could not get much going offensively for the first 44 minutes. And then the end of the third quarter, they hit a big pass. And suddenly Zach Wilson's making plays left and right leads the Jets to an overtime victory over the the Titans. Week 17, the Jets played Tampa Bay. It was probably Zach Wilson's most consistent performance, the one where... From start to finish, he looked the most like a competent NFL quarterback, a guy who was 
in the pocket, comfortable making reads with a depleted roster, by the way. The Jets were missing a lot of a lot of their key players on the offensive side of the ball in that game. Zach Wilson still looked really solid. There were other points within games. There were stretches. There were maybe a half here, maybe a quarter here, where Zach Wilson looked pretty good against the Philadelphia Eagles. Zach Wilson led the Jets to touchdowns on their first three drives, and then nothing much else happened for the rest of the game. As you go all the way back to week one, when the Jets lost to Carolina, a terrible first half for not just Zach Wilson, but for the entire team. Zach Wilson really was not the problem in that game. Comes out in the second half, Jets' offensive line is getting dominated. Wilson's taking hit after hit. He leads them back into the game. So it was not all negative, but I think in context, it was a tough rookie season for Zach Wilson. Doesn't mean his career's over, though. Sometimes young quarterbacks have struggles right off the bat, and they turn into good players. You'd rather see a young quarterback be successful. It doesn't always happen, though. Wilson did miss that did miss that point in the middle of the season last year, and when he returned, there was something that got a lot better. In the early part of the season, he was very interception-prone. You know, if you look at the first, the early part of his career, he's throwing at least one interception every game. After he returned from injury, the last couple of games, there were no interceptions. He really cut back on the turnovers. Was it because he was playing more efficient football, though? No. And it almost felt like in the early part of the season, he maybe he was taking too many risks. Near the end of the season, a lot of the efficiency numbers fell off. After his return from injury, his completion percentage got lower. His yards per attempt got lower. It seemed like he was just taking less risks. So, and it wasn't necessarily that he was managing the game great, at least consistently. There were, Again, there were some games where he played well. There were some moments where he looked good, but overall, a tough season. And I think the Jets' calculus with Zach Wilson was that they maybe understood that he was going to go out there and make mistakes, and they felt like he'd be better for the experience. You, uh, the old idea that you learn by doing, that even if you're struggling early in your career, you know, even if it means you're going to lose some games, that experience, learning the speed of the game, understanding the playbook, seeing defenses in live action, because, you know, in today's NFL, practices are much tamer than they were in the past. Starters don't really play that much in the preseason. Really, the only chance you have to develop a player using live reps is in the games. So I think the Jets, looking back on it, maybe this was not something we appreciated last year, were of the mindset that 2021 was just going to be a season where they'd, they'd see what happens, they'd hope for the best, but... They understood going in that Zach Wilson was going to have some rough moments, that there were going to be some growing pains. Now the question is, what's he going to look like year two? For some quarterbacks, and we've seen this in the past with the Jets, year two hasn't gone a whole lot better than year one. But there are quarterbacks in the league who come back and they look like completely different players in year two. Now what are fair expectations for Zach Wilson in this upcoming season? Well, part of it deals with who your supporting cast is. And this is something the Jets have failed in the past with a lot of their other young quarterbacks of the last decade. They've not built a competent supporting cast around the young quarterback. And I think this is a trap a lot of teams fall into. They get into the mindset that the young quarterback's there to save the day. The the young quarterback's the savior. In reality, what you have to do is it's not that the young quarterback's going to lift your franchise up. It's that you have to lift you you have to you as a franchise have to lift up the young quarterback. You have to put the proper infrastructure in place so that he can succeed. The Number of quarterbacks who have developed without a proper supporting cast, very few. I mean, Andrew Luck's one that comes to mind, and even he, his career was kind of ruined by the lack of a supporting cast the Colts gave him. For far too long, the Jets have had the mindset that the young quarterback's going to step in and save the day. That's what they did with Sam Darnold, certainly, and even some of the quarterbacks who preceded Sam Darnold. They kind of had that mindset that the, they did not need to surround the young quarterback with a proper supporting cast. 
it's kind of an interesting dynamic, I think, when you develop a quarterback, because maybe when you get to year seven, year eight, year nine, then the quarterback can lift the team up at the point he's no longer a young quarterback. But those first couple of years of his career, you need to lift up the young quarterback. You need to put him in a position to have success because a quarterback in year two, they're not going to have, yes, you'd like to, you'd like to think that he's going to have more knowledge that he'll be in a better position to have success than he was year one, more experience, more comfortable with the playbook, certainly, but you're still not at the point you, where you can really take things under, take things over by yourself the way you may be able to year seven, year eight, year nine. It's still a growing process. You're still growing. You're still developing. That means you need things to lean on. It could mean a run game to lean on. It could mean quality receivers to lean on. It could mean a good scheme, a good offensive line. These are the things that make your life easier because even playing the role of game manager, I've heard the, I've heard the discussion about, are the Jets just trying to make Zach Wilson a game manager this year as though it's a negative thing? Even playing that role in the NFL is not easy. And for a young quarterback, that's probably a good position to be in. That's probably the position you want a young quarterback to be in. You know, everybody talks about these young quarterbacks who are breaking out across the league, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Well, Patrick Mahomes was put into an infrastructure that was already the best offense in the NFL, where a noted checkdown artist in Alex Smith was averaging over eight yards per attempt. You want to talk Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, it's a little different because a lot of Baltimore's success was built around the, the ground game, and Lamar contributed to that, but the, the Ravens put in a run scheme that really accentuated what Lamar Jackson did well. It's not just the quarterback. It can't just be the quarterback. You need to lift the quarterback up. And for where the Jets are right now, I think, I don't think game manager is a bad phrase for Zach Wilson at this point in his career. And it doesn't mean that that's where he ends. A quarterback can be a game manager early in his career and then develop into something more. But for where Zach Wilson's starting, where he's this very raw prospect last year who struggled quite a bit, who was still really learning the NFL, you're not going to go from bottom of the league to NFL MVP in one year. Typically, it's a more gradual improvement process. I'm not, say, I'm not saying this to knock Zach Wilson. I think the Jets probably knew, or they should have known when they drafted him, and this is something you know I probably should have known a little bit better. It was going to take some time. He was a little bit raw. He needs development. That's gonna, it's not going to happen overnight. So have the Jets put the pieces around him that can get him to the point where he can manage the game effectively? And I say cautiously, but I say optimistically, I think the answer might be yes. And it, you look at the run game the Jets have built. Brees Hall, I think, is going to be a really good back for this team. Michael Carter, now, I think, an overqualified number two back. A quality offensive line, where four of the five offensive linemen who are starting are good run blockers. Then you look at the receiving core. Maybe you're lacking that go-to guy, that number one guy. Maybe it's there. Maybe that's what Elijah Moore develops into. I'm very optimistic about Elijah Moore. But this is not the supporting cast Sam Darnold was throwing to. This is not the supporting cast Geno Smith throwing to. This is not a situation where... Like with Gino, you have Jeremy Curley as your number one receiver. Maybe you're lacking that elite number one guy, and there's hope that it could be Elijah Moore, but you have competent players you'll have your young quarterback throwing the ball to. You have, for all of the grief he gets, Corey Davis, who I don't know if he's a, a go-to guy in the NFL. He's better than what he showed last year. He's not a guy who drops as many passes typically than he did as he did in 2021. You have two young, talented receivers in Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore. Garrett Wilson, whose game I think should translate well to the NFL, who should be able to contribute in some capacity right off the bat. You've obviously improved the tight end room. This is not going to be a domino. You did not add Kelsey and Kittle to your tight end room, but you did improve your tight end room quite a bit by adding CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin. And by the way, 
those backs I talked about, those are guys who can help you out in the receiving game. So I think the pieces are in place for Zach Wilson to not have to carry the whole load. Because you don't need a listen, there there are going to be points. The Jets will need a couple of times a game. Zach Wilson to stand tall in the pocket, step up when under pressure, deliver a tight window pass, identify the defense, go through his progressions, the things that fall on the quarterback, where you say this is this play lives or dies with the quarterback. He'll have to do that he'll have to do that a couple of times a game. You just don't want him to have to do it all the time. You don't want that to have to be the entire offense. Uh, in the early years of this podcast, and this happened a lot with Sam Darnold, how many times have you listened through all the episodes? And not that I expect you to listen to go back and listen to every single episode of the Locked On Jets era, but you go back. I can't count how many times I said the problem with the Jets' offense is that they're expecting this young, this rookie, second, third year quarterback to pretty much do something special on every player. They can't move the ball. That's no way to develop a quarterback. And part of the reason I think is the mental side, because no young quarterback is going to succeed in that situation if you have failure piled upon failure, it's going to crush him mentally. You don't want that. You want to put the young quarterback in a position to succeed. And I think the Jets have done that. So what are realistic expectations? What are fair expectations for Zach Wilson this year? It's difficult to use a statistical measure. I mean, I think obviously you want it to be over 60% completion percentage. I think you want a touchdown to interception ratio of somewhere in the neighborhood of two to one, maybe a little bit less, but you know, you don't want it to be one to one. You don't want him to throw like one more touchdown than interceptions. It's got to be a very positive number there. But it's not just about statistics. Yes, you like the yards per attempt to be over seven. You just want him to look like a competent NFL quarterback. You don't need him to look like an MVP this year. You need him to look like a competent quarterback. And occasionally, you want the break glass situation where he just makes something happen. You want to see that playmaker at BYU, the guy who breaks the pocket and makes a, you know, makes a really special throw down the field using that big arm. But... This offense this year for the Jets, I don't think it's going to be a Zach Wilson-centric offense. I think it's going to be an offense that looks to lift up Zach Wilson. And in lifting up Zach Wilson, they need Zach Wilson to take advantage of the opportunities they've presented to him. And this is, you know, I see Jets fans all the time. And listen, I understand it's fair to be very, it's fair to have high hopes for Zach Wilson in the long run. But the reason I don't like it when people talk about Zach Wilson being elite, an elite quarterback in year two is... First of all, it's, it's going to be very difficult to go from where Zach began last year and in one year, go all the way to the top of the league. It can happen over a course of several years. It's very difficult. That's something history shows us. But beyond that, I don't want you to have the mindset that Zach Wilson needs to be an MVP-level quarterback for this year to be a success. In the trajectory of a, of a quarterback's career, you have to remember, it's a very long-term thing. It's not about one year. It's about the progress that's made. You want to see tangible progress from Zach Wilson this year. You want him to get to that point where you say, this guy's an NFL quarterback. And if he does that, I think we'll look back on this year as a success. Now, head here on the Locked On Jets podcast, we'll continue talking about Jets quarterbacks. They have a veteran who's backing up Zach Wilson. What can we expect from Joe Flacco? I'll tell you what I think as we continue on this Monday Locked On Jets episode. Of course, the Jets are in training camp right now. That means we're just a couple of weeks away from the beginning of the 2022 season. And you should know that if you want to bet on football this year, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all of your latest sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. 
and you can find reviews and news of every league, not just the NFL. It includes Major League Baseball. It includes the NBA, the NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. You can head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Or in the future, they have NFL futures if you think the Jets are going to have a big season, if you're expecting a big breakout from Zach Wilson. Put some money down and make, make it when the Jets have success. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you again so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listener, your first watch every day. We're free and available on all platforms. That includes YouTube. If you like what you see, give this episode a big thumbs up on YouTube. We're talking Jets quarterbacks today. In the first segment, I talked about Zach Wilson. Of course, the Jets do have some guys backing up Zach Wilson, two to be exact. One of them is a guy who's had a very successful career career in the NFL. Unfortunately, a lot of that success was a long time ago. That's Joe Flacco, who 10 years ago led the Baltimore Ravens to a Super Bowl title. Eight years ago, had a very good season as Baltimore's quarterback as they made the divisional round of the playoffs and lost to New England. And ever since then, a guy who's frankly struggled quite a bit, and he's back for a third tour of duty with the Jets. He was the backup to Sam Darnold in 2020, started four games for the Jets. All four were losses, a couple of which he played reasonably well. Last year, he signed with Philadelphia, competed with Jalen Hurts for the starting job, lost out. After Wilson got injured, the Jets traded to get him back. Started one game against Miami, which statistically looks okay, but if you watch that game, you know Flacco did not play very well. They brought him back this offseason, and I have been a pretty vocal critic of the move bringing Joe Flacco back. I, I think a lot of it's based on what he did years ago. I think, I think, I think part of it's Joe Douglas scouted Joe Flacco when he was with Baltimore, and this is you know Joe Douglas. There are some good things you can say about Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas has some blind spots, and I think one of the blind spots for Joe Douglas is he loves players with that Baltimore pedigree. We saw that with Brashad Perryman. We saw that with Alex Lewis. He falls a little bit in love with guys who have the Ravens' seal of approval, and I think that's certainly the case with Joe Flacco. Now, Joe Flacco was a good quarterback in the NFL, and yes, he has a good resume in this league. Does that mean he could play today, though? I think that's an open question. Now, what I would say for Flacco is if you're in a situation where there's a short-term injury, and Zach Wilson's missing one game. Can Flacco deliver for you? There might be a big game sitting in Flacco somewhere. Listen, he knows what he's doing in the pocket. He's going to know how to set the protections, which a lot of young quarterbacks do not know how to do. I think in every, I think every player in this league, as they get old, everybody who used to be good, somewhere inside of them is that one last big game lurking. So I think you know, Flacco might be able to get you one game out of him. One quality game, at least. Can Flacco hold up over the long haul? Well, there's a pretty extensive body of work over the last eight years that says he's not really that good anymore. He used to be a very good quarterback. After he won that Super Bowl in 2012, to be honest with you, I thought his career was going to take a vastly different trajectory. Really, that was the high high point. It was really, in the, outside of that 2014 season in Baltimore with Gary Kubiak, it's been ugly. A couple benchings. He was benched in Baltimore back in 2018 for Lamar Jackson. Denver got him in 2019 and didn't make it through that season. The play has been very erratic. The team has not had success. The offenses he's run have not had success. Is Flacco somewhere between the 32nd and 64th best quarterback in the league? Yeah, I think he probably is. Does that make him a backup? Yes. Does that make him a top-end backup? No, I think a top-end backup is a guy you can put into a situation and if everything else around him is working, you can expect to win games. I think with Flacco, 
again, maybe you can get one game out of him at this stage of his career. I think that there's always that one last really good game. But I think he, you know, I think he's limited at this point of his career. He's obviously not very, he was never very mobile. And in today's NFL, you want your quarterback to be able to move a little bit. He can't do that. I think you know, I do wonder the extent to which how much how much of the arm is left. I think the Jets could have done better this offseason. To me, there are probably like six or seven quarterbacks who are quali- what I'd call quality backups. And these are guys who I think, if you put them into a situation where they had to play over the long haul, and you, again, they have the good run game, they have the right pieces at the receiving at the receiver position, good offensive line, you know, a defense that can pick up the slack, you have a reasonable chance of winning games. I've referred to this in the past as the Nick Foles test because Nick Foles led the Eagles to a Super Bowl in this situation. Does Flacco pass the Nick Foles test? I don't think so. I think Flacco is much more of a short-term answer. I think if Flacco's got to play one game, the Jets may be able to get by. I don't know if the Jets can survive with Flacco playing over a long extended stretch. But there is one more quarterback on the Jets roster, a guy who led them to a shocking victory over the team that almost won the Super Bowl last year. What is going to happen with Mike White? That's what we'll discuss as we close out this Monday episode of Locked On Jets. Hindsight is 2020, and you cannot change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd like to borrow a little cash. Well, now you can with Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups, and there's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now, that's D-A-V-E, and sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instant- instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Monday. We're talking about the Jets quarterback position. We've talked Zach Wilson. We've talked Joe Flacco. There's one more quarterback on the Jets roster. That's Mike White, a guy this time last year looked like he was going to be the primary backup. I was very critical of that. And then what happens? Mike White goes out on Halloween, throws for 405 yards and beats the Bengals team who at the time was the number one seed in the AFC, leading the conference standings, and ended the season as the top team in the AFC because they they won the AFC championship game in Kansas City and went to the Super Bowl and were one stop away defensively from winning the Lombardi Trophy. Mike White then the next week played at Indianapolis, had a big first quarter through a touchdown pass, but had to leave the game because of an injury to his hand. Next week played against Buffalo, the best defense in the NFL, and that did not go very well, so Mike White was banished to the bench in favor of Joe Flacco. I think back to that game against Cincinnati, Mike White had, and one thing really sticks out to me because you hear all the time in the NFL analysis that you want a backup quarterback who has traits exactly like your starter, so that way you don't have to change the system in case there's an injury. And that Mike White game against Cincinnati, to me, shows you that that's not really a valid point because Mike White could not be more stylistically different from Zach Wilson. Wilson has that huge arm. He likes to make plays outside the structure of the play call. You know, he likes to break the pocket, keep his eyes downfield. Mike White's a guy, kind of what I refer to as like a point guard where he likes to distribute the ball quickly, doesn't have the biggest arm in, in the league. In fact, in that Cincinnati game, he did not attempt a single pass that went past 15 yards. His average yards per target was around four yards. He was just 
checking it down, dumping it off, taking what the defense gave him. And when you think about it, NFL systems are much more complex than they were 40, 50 years ago. Playbooks have now like a thousand plays in them. The way NFL teams build their offensive game plan is very different from week to week. So it doesn't really matter whether you have a different guy stylistically under center. I think the question is, how much do the Jets believe in Mike White? And I think the answer to that is not very much. And the the key giveaway was after Wilson went down last year, they immediately traded for Flacco. And I know they said that that was a move to, to bolster the depth. Well, the second Mike White struggled, that Flacco was right in. In fact, if Mike White had struggled in that game against Cincinnati, I feel like Flacco probably starts sooner. I think they, they, they felt like they had to ride the hot hand. They had to see what they had in Mike White until he struggled. But this, the instant Mike White struggled, that was the other key. The second Mike White did not play well, there was no second chance for Mike White. He was out of the lineup. And in some ways that makes sense. I mean, I, I think it's an open question. Can Mike White make th- consistent throws down the field? Whenever I talk about this, like the guy, if I ever say, I don't know if a guy can hit a pass down the field, and the guy hits one pass, people say, oh, there's proof. It's not a question of whether somebody can physically do it once. It's a question of can you do it consistently? And that's unclear. But I will say this for Mike White. He's shown he can execute a game plan. Maybe it's a limited game plan, but he's shown he can execute a game plan for the Jets at a very high level. And, you know, I look at this offseason. I would have liked to have seen the Jets done better at the backup quarterback position. But Mike White executed that game plan against Cincinnati. And even the one a week later against the Colts at a higher level than we've seen Joe Flacco operate in some time. And if the Jets were just going to stick with what they had, I would have liked to have seen Mike White just get a chance. Now the question is, and there's been buzz, there's been a lot of buzz in recent months. Maybe the Jets are going to use Mike White as trade bait. It's interesting because the Jets have actually, if you combine the salaries of Flacco and White, they're essentially paying for a pretty expensive backup quarterback. But I go back to what I said, do they have a great backup quarterback situation? Well, I don't know. I, I think that that's debatable. So maybe the Jets, have, there are a couple. There are two ways you can go a backup quarterback. You can either just spend no resources there and just hope your starter stays healthy, or you can spend a lot and have some insurance. The Jets have kind of spent a lot, but I don't know how great their insurance is. So the question, I think, is, well, will they look to trade Mike White? And the other question is, will anybody want to trade for Mike White? depends on how, how the league views him. I, I think with a guy with such a limited sample size and some of it being so good and the rest of it not being so good, it's an open question. We don't really know exactly how the Jets value him. We don't know exactly how the other teams value him. I think if the Jets really did value him, they would have given him the backup job off that performance against Cincinnati. They would have kept it going for another year. Now they're paying him a decent amount of money. So it'll be interesting to see whether White's around. And, you know, sometimes these things take care of themselves organically. You know, sometimes you unfortunately have an injury, so I think the Jets will want to keep hold on to White through training camp. I will say this. If you do enter the season with these guys, it would be nice to have a guy, at least, you know, uh, if buried third on the depth chart, who has a 405-yard game against a recent Super Bowl team. I guess there's something to be said for that, but kind of interesting. I'm not really sure what to expect out of Mike White. I'm not expecting him to play this year, though. I think Wilson's the starter. I think Flacco's probably the backup based on what we've seen so far in camp. And Mike White could be the odd guy out. Well, the question is whether or not he gets traded. But if he does have to step into the lineup, we do know Mike LaFleur can design a game plan where he can have success. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Big shout out to subscribers to the show. To join that group, just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening or watching. You'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. It helps us out tremendously, as does giving this show a big thumbs up on YouTube. Have a great Monday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Jets.